1: Unbelievable! When you get travel perks with Amex Platinum, you're part of the action. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. Boys, it's Jeremy W. Miller. <laughs> Neal the
0: rebound. Kevin Alley brings it up. Throws it across. Miller for three. Ow! Oh, he backed it in! He backed it in! And the game is tied! We're going to overtime! Over the rebound for his ninth 18 points, nine rebounds, six oh, assists. No. Oh, oh, a the block. chicken! Double time! Miles Turner. Yeah. Welcome to the NBA, my friend.
1: Turner sets the screen. Oh, oh no! With oh a no! Right Don't hand. let him throw it down
0: like that. Victor, on the cheapo.
1: Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to Born Ready to Pod podcast. <laughs> Welcome to a special edition episode of the Born Ready to Pod podcast. My name is Chris Cook. Can't say sitting next to me as always today because Eric Hawk is not here. But thankfully sitting next to me as always, my trusty sidekick, Coach Light. Coach Light, how's it going on this Saturday evening?
0: It's, it's going very well. Just uh, trying to get all this uh, little pre-NBA talk in before the uh, Pacers Summer League game, which we'll be talking about kind of live as it's happening. So pretty pumped up about it. And Saturday, it's a beautiful day. How about you, Mr. Cook?
1: Beautiful day. My wife here sitting behind us. She refuses to come on the podcast, but she's going to post Snapchats of us recording to all of our friends making fun of us. So, And she's currently recording us right now, so... Um. Actually, do you think we should go on Twitter Live while we're talking right now? Maybe or? during the actual game. During the actual game. Okay, like so first off, you wanted to get into this right off the get-go. Big news last night in the NBA – Kawhi Leonard, after all the reports that we heard, he was going to the Lakers, he was going to the Raptors. People were saying the Clippers were out of the equation. Stuns the NBA and ends up going to the Los Angeles Clippers and then throws a complete curveball at everybody. Paul George is traded to the Clippers for a haul of first-round picks. Shea Gilgis Alexander, that's a hard name to say, Um, and also Danilo Gallinari. So apparently George had requested a trade, to the Clippers uh, here recently, so that's what was holding this process up for so long. So you were actually awake last night when the news broke, so give me your thoughts on how this shifts the NBA and what you were thinking when you saw that at 1 a.m.
0: Well, fittingly, I was trying to finish the second season of Stranger Things, so um, I just happened to be up. Um, I walked into the bedroom, I just taken my contacts out, and Chris is kind of... Uh, set up our whole um, Twitter to get Shams and Woj tweets. So uh, about the time I laid down on, on the pillow there, uh, just breaking news, Kawhi Leonard uh, decides to sign with the LA Clippers from Shams. Uh, I immediately got up. I was pretty pumped. I put uh, my contacts in, and literally uh, maybe a minute and a half later, it, uh, it Woj comes on and says that Paul George has been traded to the Clippers. So um, I, of course, go to Sports Center. And uh, it was just happened to be almost right at 2 a.m., so it was a live sports center from out west, and they kind of say, hey, there's been a trade, there's been a signing, and then for the next 10 minutes they talk about some earthquake that had no effect on anything. So I was really pissed because it's 2 o'clock in the morning. And then they're just kind of putting all the stuff into focus with the Clippers, uh, making this huge push. They've been trying for the past three or four days. It sounded like Kawhi gave them a deadline into the weekend. If you don't have Paul George, uh, then I'm going to go elsewhere. But they ended up getting them, and I think it changes the the whole landscape of the league, and I think it definitely has a positive impact for your Indiana Pacers. Why is that? Well, you're getting Kawhi out of the East. Uh, That's huge, obviously. Now it really comes down to this year. Uh, the main competition would be the Philadelphia 76ers, uh, Boston is going to be okay, and the Bucks. And it's just, it's wide open. Uh, the Nets probably won't challenge this year unless Durant comes back. I doubt he does. And so the Pacers have a real opportunity here to make some noise. Um, I think they're, they're not done in the offseason. they got to make a few more deals. Um, but I think if everything comes together correctly, the Pacers have a real shot at coming out of the East, and I truly believe that.
1: So the Lakers, their backup plan, they had all these deals in place. Uh, they ended up signing Danny Green. I'm not going to give the contract details because I don't know off it's, the top of my head. His is two for now. yeah, two for 30. Yep. Uh, and then they signed Rondo. He re-signed. Uh, KCP, Caldwell Pope, He's re-signed. Uh, and they also went out and got Boogie Cousins to sign a one-year deal. Um, and I'm sure they got a couple more signings here to go. So how do you feel about the Lakers' Uh, Post-Kawhi News, how they've shaped that roster uh, after not landing him as a free agent. Well,
0: I don't love it, to be honest with you. I do like the Danny Green signing. He's a space guy. Um, he's going to really help LeBron. Uh, it doesn't really have much of an effect on Anthony Davis, who's kind of turning away from the back-to-the-basket score anyway. So he's more than 15-foot. He can go outside. So it's not really uh, – the Danny Green signing is really not going to help AD as much, but it is going to help LeBron just space the floor. Um the Boogie Cousins thing, man, I just, uh, he, he wasn't the same coming back from his injury, um, and to be honest with you, he's never played on a successful team, and um, obviously he played for Golden State last year, so people are thinking, what the heck, that's kind of crazy to say, but he really wasn't a uh, con- huge contributing member to that team, and down the stretch when he had to be, he, I mean, he had some up and down games, um, and just his overall, um, he just has a uh, kind of a negative persona, and so I, I'm not sure that that's that great of a signing for the Lakers. Uh, KCP was second on their team in minutes last year, he played a ton. LeBron likes him, so um, that makes sense as well. But obviously, plan A for them all along was uh, Kawhi Leonard, um, and it's just it's not going well. I mean, they, they don't have a point guard, you got to have a point guard in the league, they got Rondo. Uh, who is and they also and three. they signed
1: uh, Quinn Cook too. Yeah, and, and as a backup, Cook,
0: and he's a fine he's a fine uh, second unit guy. But um, it's just I just don't see it. I, I don't. I think they are light years behind uh, the Clippers already. To be honest, yeah. With you. And I you would I about? would
1: say the Clippers are definitely the team to beat now in the West.
0: Dude, who's gonna score? You got uh, Kawhi, Paul George, Patrick Beverly. Uh, with, um, you know... You Landry... Got, well, you uh, got Landry Schmidt. I mean, he's a really and good And then Harold
1: probably start, or Zubak. Yeah. They might keep Carol, Harrell off the bench, but then you got to remember, you have Lou Williams off the bench.
0: Yeah, I mean, that team is just absolutely stacked. I mean... They can they can literally like sometimes you say hey we gotta have a star in at each moment of the game like okay if Kawhi's out then we gotta have PG in you don't have to do that with the Clippers they have Lou Williams they have the perfect second unit guy so um, they are the team to beat for sure no doubt about it
1: so as we've talked about Pacers summer league game here about to start uh, we're working on streaming that right now um, so we've talked about the big moves we were recording when all those hit the uh, Malcolm Brogdon. Jeremy Lamb and, uh, who am I forgetting here? Uh, TJ Warren. TJ, yeah, TJ Warren. Um, and then also, since we've recorded TJ McConnell, which we'll get to in a minute. Yep. So, my question to you is, we've been preaching, uh, about the Pacers landing a power forward here yep. in free agency, but we've also seen, uh, in the past couple of days, a lot of those guys have came off of the board. Yep. Uh, Marcus Morris today went with the Spurs. Um, and then you have other guys who've decided to sign elsewhere. Um, I think there's only a select few left that we would really want to get on the team. So do you think the Pacers are still exploring the idea of adding a power forward to this team? And how much would it hurt them if they didn't?
0: Um, I, I think Kevin Pritchard is smart enough to see we have a hole at the forward position. Um, the one thing I do think I, I want to mention here as we're talking about the power forward, because a lot of people on Twitter are just – they just don't think we need a power forward. I, I don't know. I don't know what they see. Um, they think it should just be Leaf and Alizé as the second number four. Um, no. And you just, you got to be realistic, people. I mean, I know I want those guys to get their opportunities, but good GMs, like those are more like lottery tickets, those are not sure things. I mean if I mean Leaf had one good game last year. He's he's just he is what he is. Alize, we all fell in love with that potential, but at the same time, if you're talking about competing, you gotta go out and you gotta have a a plan B that can be a plan A if it has to come to that. And so that's exactly what the Pacers did. We think Aaron Holiday is gonna be a stud point guard in this league. We think he's gonna be a really good backup this year, high upside guy. And we truly believe that, but then we go out and we get T.J. McConnell, a guy that we know is a good backup in this league. So if everything doesn't work out with Holiday, we have that backup, and that's what you have to do with the power forward position. It's got to happen. Uh, The number one guy I think for me right now would be Kenneth Fareed. I think he's perfect.
1: Over to Green.
0: Well, okay, Jermichael Green, but I'm assuming that Jermichael Green is going to cost more money. So yeah. I, I, I was going to kind of go into that spiel. I think Jermichael Green now could go uh, to the Clippers. That makes a lot of sense. He could be uh, maybe their starting four, let Montrez Harrell come off the bench. Um, but, yeah, I would say Jermichael Green is my number one. He's probably going to be too much money. So I'm kicking down more into that Kenneth Freed, maybe Rondé Hollis Jefferson uh, kind of uh, uh, area there. It, maybe even a guy like uh, Jeremy Grant. If if he becomes available, I think he could be interesting, um, but the Pacers got to do something at the four because I'm first off I'm not sold Sabonis as a four. I don't think anybody should be. He's a five. We're trying to play him at the four. But if he can't play the four, now your backup four is probably TJ Leaf, who I have no trust in at this point, and then Alizé Johnson, who's complete potential. So it only makes sense for the Pacers to go out and use that money on a power forward, and I really do think Kevin Pritchard's trying. Maybe they're trying via trade. Maybe that's why nothing's come about, but we'll see how it goes.
1: All right, so you kind of hit that there. TJ McConnell signed. A lot of people think that maybe he could be the backup, but he's a third-string point guard. He's definitely a depth signing. He signed a two-year, $7 million contract. I think the second year, only $1 million of it is guaranteed. So uh, if they don't bring him back next year, it's not like it's going to hurt whatsoever. So what do you think about him as a third-string backup point guard, or do you foresee him Overstepping Holiday and getting minutes at some point during the season.
0: I don't. I. Uh, I think to answer your question, no, I do not see him overstepping Holiday. What I do see him doing is, I think he could play in the second unit against smaller teams. Uh, he's a lockdown defender. Uh, he can shoot it a little bit. Um, I love that signing. Like I said, he is your insurance policy in case Holiday can't handle it. Do I think Holiday will be able to? I am more confident that Holiday will be in our second unit than either Leaf or Alizé Johnson. So uh, the McConnell signing uh, makes a ton of sense. I do think he is a fairly solid point guard in the NBA. I think he's going to be around for a while. Um, yeah, I'm all in on that. I mean, I think you kind of agree. I think we think Holiday is probably the starting uh, you know, point guard, but if there's any injuries whatsoever. And McConnell could come in and start if he had to. I mean yeah. that's that's the beautiful thing about McConnell. He has uh, some starting uh, pedigree to him, a starting point guard pedigree to him with the 76ers for a few games. Uh, so I think he could step in and start if something were to happen to Brogdon.
1: And you're not breaking the bank for him either. Absolutely uh, not. C- considering
0: Alex Crusoe just signed uh, yeah. a one year, two point five million dollar contract. I believe was like,
1: it was two year, five point five.
0: Oh, okay. Well, then I just got I just got because I just got the update. So maybe it's gotten updated since I seen it. So there you go.
1: Alright, so before this Summer League game, I uh, posed a question to everybody on Twitter. Let me pull this up. I asked, who are you most excited to watch tonight for the Pacers in Summer League? Uh, so, I'll let you answer that question first before I go through the replies. Who are you most excited to watch in Summer League action, tonight or for this year?
0: Uh, a simple answer for me is Goga. Uh, Gogo Gadget, uh, Batamze. And he
1: can't play until Monday, I believe. Correct.
0: Yeah, but I, visa. I am very excited to see him. Uh, just for the simple fact that I, I have to see it. Like, I, I've watched all of these uh, YouTube hype videos and stuff, and it looks great. But, I mean, we're pretty much saying he's the backup five if we're playing Sabonis at the four. And that makes me very nervous. So I know what I'm going to see out of Holiday and some of those guys, but we have got to see that maturity um, out of Goga. And then... Um, I think Alizé Johnson's another guy who I'm super interested in because I think he's got a better chance of stealing that backup four uh, spot from T.J. Leaf, who I have no <laughs> no problem saying I don't think he's going to be. I mean, he, he can't be a rotational player in a serious playoff-contending team, but um, is what it is. But Alizé's tonight and then Goga going forward. What about you?
1: And uh, Jay Michael from the Indy Star said that when he has been in Las Vegas – Bunch of people approached him and, uh, from other team or front offices, and they've been gushing about Goga, saying that he's a hell of a pick at pick eighteen, and they thought the Pacers did very well.
0: That's great, uh, and I hope I hope more than anything, I'm I'm hope we I hope we were very wrong on draft night to kind of bash the pick, but I mean. It is what it is, and the Pacers don't have a great track record recently of, of draft picks contributing early for sure. Even Holiday last year, who we are confident in. We like the pick when it happened, but it's not like he, you know, contributed in a huge way for us last year, and he had every opportunity to do so with the Victor Oladipo injury and weak point guard play, to be honest with you.
1: um. All right, so let me read some of these. I'm going to say that Brian Bowen guy just because uh, the guy that was playing over in Australia or okay, New Zealand yeah, or yeah, something. Yeah. Yep. yeah, um, I know what I'm getting pretty much with everybody else. We've seen what Alizé can do. I mean, if he can go out there and get 20 and 10, great. If not, whatever. So I'd like to see something from a guy that I don't really know much about. Goga, obviously, when he comes back. So let me read some of these replies. Jazzy Brian says he wants to also see Brian Bowen. So Jazzy Brian wants to see Brian. Uh, another guy, Jazz Lolly. So two Jazzes in a row. He's excited to see Alizé put in this work. Uh, Jay Fergate asks if we can stream it for free. Uh, no, we can't, Jay Ferg. Sorry about that. Uh, Nick Revel three one seven says he's excited to see Jamison Brewer. Mm. So uh, about fifteen years too late there, Jamison Brewer. I remember him playing in the summer league for the Pacers. Yep. Uh, several people on here say Aaron Holiday. Uh, then we also have an Edmund Sumner on here as well. So and we are tipped off here. And the game just tipped off. So we will pause for the time being and come back after uh, we watch a quarter a quarter or so of the game and give us or give you guys our thoughts. So we'll be right back. It's hard to believe, but football is almost back. The NFL preseason kicks off with the hall of fame game on August 1st and soon we'll have regular season NFL and college football. That means it's time to make an account at the best online sports book known to man. That's right. I'm talking about my bookie. Sports betting is exploding in popularity. If you want to get on the action with a trusted company that's been in business for years, MyBookie is the place for you. With an easy, no-hassle mobile site, 24-7 customer service, and bets on every sport and prop imaginable, MyBookie provides a fun, safe betting experience. Maybe you think Drew Brees and the Saints get the revenge for the terrible blown call in last year's NFC Championship. Or maybe you think Tom Brady and the Patriots win an unbelievable 7th Super Bowl. Hopefully not. Why not make money when your prediction comes true? And if you deposit today, my bookie will give you a 50% deposit bonus. That's right, you put in $100, they'll give you $50. You put in $1,000, they'll give you $500. It's that easy. Football weekends are the best, but they're even more thrilling when every touchdown can win you more money. So, go to mybookie.ag and sign up with the promo code READY. That's R E A D Y. At mybookie, you play, you win, you get paid. All right, we are live now. Uh, Right now, we're on Twitter Live at uh, halftime of the Pacers and Grizzlies Summer League game. Um, Waiting on some people to join here. Um, So, we're talking about our first half thoughts here for uh, that. That half by the Pacers summer league team. So, Jake, I'll let it go to you. What did you think of that crappy first half?
0: Yeah, our team's not very good. I mean, we don't have a good league team. I don't know what to tell you guys. Um, Holiday is doing exactly what we thought he was going to do. Um, we did post some notes um, to the account if you guys want to check those out. But uh, Holiday's looking really good. Um, he's just very explosive attacking the basket. Um, obviously, he's hitting some threes. If you're watching, if not, he's really hitting his threes. Um, but defensively, he's been a bit of a liability. Uh, the Grizzlies are just kind of attacking him at will. So hopefully, that we can make some changes there. It is just summer league, so I'm not I'm not going to put you know too much on holiday here. I mean, he is kind of uh, the only guy that can really score on our team. So that's kind of a, a negative. Like I said, our team's not very good for summer league ball. Uh, Alize is looking pretty solid. Uh, he looks like he should be a stretch for. Uh, the shot is still really funky. He has a he, he shot putting the ball up. Uh, he's kind of shooting from his hip, bringing it all the way through. It's really a weird looking shot, and it's not going in. So uh, he he's playing more like a traditional power forward, or that's what is that's how he should be playing. I should say he is not playing like the stretch four we kind of expected. So, uh, but he does look like he might be ready for some NBA minutes. So that that's interesting. Summer looks terrible. I mean, he looks god awful. Uh, if you if if I didn't know. That who was supposed to be good on this Pacers team, I would not think that Sumner was good at all. So he just signed that contract, and I know Pacers Twitter loves Sumner, but he looks terrible right now. Just pathetic. Uh, the Bowen, it's one game. It is one it's game. It's one game. Yeah, it's one half. It's one half, I'm just saying. Um, if, but if we're going to break it down and call it like it is, let's call it like it is. He's not very good right now. So uh, Bowen looks really good. I, I think Bowen, uh, he's an interesting maybe end-of-the-bench type guy. A lot of energy. Uh, he's doing what Sumner... Sh- should be doing so it's kind of like they've traded places and then everybody else is is really a big steaming
1: pile of dog shit so that's um you guys chiming in on twitter uh keep sending your questions or thoughts i'm going to read through some of them right now francisco webo says holiday only one playing good He is correct uski 14 wants hawk on here sorry he's out drinking right now he's not going to be here tonight uh, Brad and Indy says Sumner oof yep exactly uh, Cole Schroeder's back he says he's extremely worried about the Pacers for next season uh, he's just being no. a dick <laughs> <laughs> uh, Brad and Indy loves Alizé Badass Kids says what do you think of Oladipo reaching out to Westbrook on Twitter do you want Westbrook in Indiana I didn't see the Twitter stuff um, off to look that up but do, do you want Westbrook in Indiana
0: no I I don't I'm not it's not a hard no I think you'd be okay but it's like what would we have to give up I think I sent something in our in our uh, group uh, our group text we have for born ready to pod and I said okay basically this is what matches up salary wise would you guys do it it'd basically have to be Turner uh, Doug McDermott and like Holiday and probably a first round pick or two and I don't think I'd be willing to pay that price but obviously Russell Westbrook's a hell of a player but um, He's already played with Vic one time, and Vic was not you know, what he is now, playing with him. So um, I think Russ would be kind of a dominant personality. I wouldn't hate it, but it, it would be interesting to say the least. What about you, Chris?
1: No, I, I I'll keep it blunt here. <laughs> no, I would—or uh, keep it brief. I would not take uh, Russell Westbrook. Like you just said, we've seen how that's ended up already. Um, and I just don't know. You just signed Brockton. What are you going to do? It wouldn't make any sense. So, and plus, look at that contract for Westbrook over the next four or five years. Yeah, that's a bit puzzling. It's not pretty. Uh, At Cal CalZiden1, when is Goga going to be playing? He won't play, I believe, in the first two games. I think they said he's going to play on Monday. Um, So he'll be available to play on Monday. A bunch of visa issues, which I don't know why that wasn't settled beforehand. It's kind of odd to me. It's very, um, odd,
0: very odd that should have been settled way before this and he's the guy that needs this the most because we're putting a ton into him and he looks good on youtube and but that's not the nba folks we need we got to see this um and if he's going to be our backup five and i'm still not sold on that i still think the bonus could be the backup five but i mean whatever go ahead anything else
1: No, that was just a complete crapshoot of a first half. I mean, we didn't expect it to be very entertaining. It's summer league basketball. Um, Oh, you got a thought here. I do have a
0: thought here. The one thing that we have not mentioned, and this is straying a little bit away from Pacers Twitter, but the guy who we could have taken taken at pick 32 looks like he's going to be just fine in the NBA. Carson Edwards looked really good. Um, and we kind of seen bits and pieces of that, but, um, defended at a high level, really good defender off the pick and roll, 20 points, just a playmaker. Um, that might hurt us. I think you've said that a couple times. You think we're going to regret not picking him at 32. Yes. I mean, he is, which I
1: mean, his game was built for summer league. So maybe yeah. he looks a lot better now compared right. to a real NBA game, but right. yeah. he's look he looked good today.
0: Uh, a couple things here. Anything you want to see in the second half, Chris? Um, um
1: I mean, I'd like to see something else from Sumner. Obviously, yeah. I think he had no points. Uh, I think he was a complete zeros across the board. Maybe he had one in some statistics. I'd like to see something from Sumner uh, defensively. You know, he's going to be decent, uh, but offensively, I, I'd like to see him going, get going. And I mean, let's let's be honest here. We don't care about any of these five through however many players on a summer league team. We don't care about those low end bench players. Uh, pretty much the starting five, maybe a couple of guys off the bench is what we want to see from. So uh, all we care about is these guys that actually have a chance to make the Pacers roster. And then when Goga gets back, we obviously want to see what he can do.
0: I want to see two things. One, I want to see something out of summer. I, does he want to be there? I don't know. I mean, this it's just, it's ridiculous. He was just paid a, you know, a semi decent contract. People want to see him. Uh, maybe even take that back up like shooting guard spot. I need to see something. Then two, I want to see Alizé uh, continuing uh, to progress. And another three from Bowen, who's doing exactly what Sumner should be doing, like we just mentioned earlier. But um, I want to see Alizé control the ball a little better in the paint and get out and run a little bit more. I think this team needs to get out and run. Uh, But Sumner's got to show me something. Right now it's the Bowen and Holiday show for sure, with Alizé obviously uh, doing well around the rim. So and I want to see Alize crashing the boards a couple times. A couple of these uh, like skinny white dudes got a rebound over him. I don't like that.
1: So. Uh, badass kid sent back and he says it's time for newborn ready to pod shirts. Oh, uh, it's it been in. a few months. Alize so takes it in. We probably in. won't bring actually any more shirts out until the season starts. Yes, we'll see what happens. Yep. Uh, Francisco is back. He says, "Why is?" TJ Leaf on the summer league roster. I think he meant to say, "Why isn't TJ Leaf on the summer league roster?" That was a question that I was going to ask. Why is TJ Leaf not playing on the summer league roster? He hasn't proven anything in summer league. When he's played there, he hasn't proven anything in the NBA. You see guys who are four or five years. I mean, hell, we just saw Joey Joey Buckets, Joseph Young playing uh, for a team. Like, get TJ Leaf out there and get him some minutes. Let him play more. From what we've seen. He's a complete dud.
0: Sumner just came out of the game a minute forty in. Is maybe... did you even
1: listen to my question? Yeah,
0: no, he's a complete. <laughs> yeah, we've already talked about it, though. Yeah, TJ Lee, complete dud. I just want to update that real quick. Sumner just came out about two minutes into the uh, second half here. Uh, possibly injury-related. I don't know. Hopefully we get some answers soon. Uh, and hopefully that's why he played like dog shit tonight. So. Uh, but, yeah, T.J. Leaf should be playing in this. He's proven nothing. Um, if anything, if I'm T.J. Leaf, I want to go in, in there and show that I am better than Alzae Johnson because at this point I think it's a complete toss-up um, uh, as to who's going to get that back up four minutes. And this is an opportunity to show the Pacers they don't need to spend money at the power forward position, even though
1: they do. DJ had that one thirty and ten game at the end of the season. Yeah, that's great. I don't even know if I remember that. Yeah, you? he
0: had a big. Uh, that's what I referenced earlier. He had a big game, but nice job, man. You had a <laughs> not really good game in the NBA uh, for a team that was really going nowhere without its best player. So, like, if you want to be a rotational player on a playoff team, you got to prove it. And he has not proven to be a day in, day out backup four in this league, which is what his goal should be at this point.
1: All right, that's going to wrap this part. We're going to get back to watching the game here. It's already underway here in the second half. We'll be back on Twitter Live and also for the next segment of the podcast uh, right at the end of the game. So check us out then, guys. I'd like to take a second to introduce our newest friends from SeatGeek. Let them take the confusion out of your ticket-buying experience. Instead of shopping dozens of sites to find the best deal, let SeatGeek do the work for you. Their app scans the web for the best deals to your favorite game, concert, or show, and rates them on a scale of 0-10 to to let you know if you're getting the best bang for your buck. A green dot marks great deals, yellow dot good deals, and red dot not so good deals. Use promo code ACAA at checkout to receive $20 off your first purchase. That's two free beers at the stadium on them. What are you waiting for? That's promo code ACAA for $20 off your first purchase. SeatGeek, life's an event. We have the tickets. All right, ladies and gentlemen, Pacers' first summer league game has come to a close. They lost by a lot of points. I don't even know what the (laughs) score was. One hundred one 101-75. 101-75. Right now we are talking to zero people. Zero people have joined us on our live broadcast, but that doesn't matter. We're still having fun. So, Jake, Coach Light, yeah, give me Coach's analysis on what you just saw. We suck.
0: We're terrible. Um, they said at the beginning of the game that... Coach Steve Gansey has five set plays, everything else is run and gun, and we are, we don't have that personnel, I don't even know what we shot for, I think we ended up shooting under 30% from the field for the game, I'm looking to confirm that right now, but it was just, it looked like we just basically threw five guys out there at the YMCA, and it was just pathetic, it was bad, terrible, um and I really don't want to watch another game this whole summer league is how it's going to be. I think Steve Gansey's job should be in jeopardy
1: at this point. <laughs> You're calling out Gansey.
0: I was going to tweet at him as a joke, but, um, yeah, I don't know. Not not good at all. Uh, complete waste of time on a Saturday night, but luckily I have no life, so what the hell, it doesn't matter.
1: Uh, Francisco says that was two versus five out there, so I think he's referring to Alizé and Aaron Holliday. Versus five, and I can't even say his name, but Utah Watanabe completely destroyed the oh, Indiana he was, Pacers.
0: He's a superstar. I'm getting the stats right now. Alize looked okay. He, uh, I was, I, he did what I wanted. I, he rebounded the ball was a little more aggressive in the second half, going to get the ball. Uh, Holiday only 8 for 22. Don't love that stat. Uh, but I mean, he was the only playmaker we had. He could have 10, maybe 12 assists, but uh, the guys we surrounded him with are just so god awful. It's not even funny. I mean, they are just the worst. Alizé uh, was solid, I the bone guy was solid. Uh, Edmund Sumner might as well have just not showed up because he was terrible. So it honestly looked like he was just not even trying. Uh, maybe he just literally was just going through the flow. Maybe he didn't want to be there, but he just – if he's fighting for minutes on this team, that was uh, well, probably the worst showing he p- could have possibly had. Don't give me the fact he had an injury. It was in the third quarter, and he was terrible before that. So just just slow down.
1: So um, we talked about this a little right. bit earlier. Uh, Sumner, I believe, going into his third season. Mm-hmm alizé and both uh aaron holiday going into their second season yes why on god's green earth was tj leaf not put on this summer league roster
0: well i think to put it bluntly he was god awful last year in the summer league he was terrible do you remember when we were like looking forward to it and he came out he didn't he like brick like six threes
1: he airballed like three shots in a row and then got dunked on
0: yeah it was rough it was really bad um he should be playing the summer league. He's not any better than these guys. I mean, we probably would have lost by twenty with him. We lose by thirty without him. So,
1: you think he's that good? at ten point differential?
0: Yeah, he probably would have scored ten. I mean, that, that summer league team right there—that was the—that might have been the worst summer league team I've ever seen the Pacers have. There's no shooting whatsoever, uh, other than Holiday, and he's your main point guard. It, and we're just running up and down, chucking shots up. It literally looks like those guys were just playing at the YMCA. It's that bad.
1: All right, I'm going to end our Twitter live sesh. So, guys, thanks for joining us for uh, the day. Not too many people joining us on that session. People are, you know, going out drinking on a Saturday night, having fun. while well, we're just staying in and podcasting. You know how it goes, right? Yes. <laughs> uh, anyway, so to wrap things up here. So, Sunday, the Pacers are bringing in Jeremy Lamb. And T.J. Warren to introduce them press conferences. Malcolm Brogdon and T.J. McConnell still to be determined.
0: Oh, so they did announce the Jeremy Lamb signing.
1: They have not announced it yet, so I don't know what's going on. But I've seen press conference releases that say...
0: The deal is official. We have Brogdon. So. Via
1: Scott Agnes of The Athletic, he says that both Lamb and T.J. Warren will be at Bankers Life tomorrow to be introduced.
0: Good. Gives me something to look forward to. Um... I'm really pumped about TJ Warren. I can't wait to see what he's what he's going to bring to the table here.
1: All right, you keep talking to the people. Just, you know, go on a soliloquy or something real quick. I'm going to check something up on my phone, and then I'll be right back with you. How's that sound?
0: I, I love soliloquies, yeah. Just go so, ahead.
1: Anything you want to talk about.
0: Um, I, I just – I really can't stress this enough. We talked about this earlier. Uh, pastures are sca- scavenging the market. Um, I wouldn't be surprised if, if we uh, – we're looking at a few trades. Maybe we're waiting on uh, some of these other guys to sign, looking for teams maybe uh, to do some salary cup cap dumps. We have plenty of second-round picks that we could move. Uh, but the power forward position, um, even after watching Alizé today, I thought Alizé looked good, but he, he is he has basically stretch four skills without the ability to shoot. And so, even after today, I was kind of hoping to see him be a little more physical. He was in the second half, but uh, now more than ever, I think we we definitely gotta get another power forward to bolster this uh, bolster this you know we have on the uh, Indiana Pacers.
1: That's all you got. You
0: wanna to keep going? Uh no, you're good. Okay. uh we could also use, hey, Justin Holiday. What mind Justin
1: Holiday? He you? was at the game tonight, he's and he's game. been he always almost came to a deal with the Pacers. It was reported, but uh, after they t- brought in Brogdon and Jeremy Lamb, I don't think he was as interested because uh, he didn't think he would get as much playing time. He
0: won't, but, I mean, he would be a solid pickup for us at the vet minimum. I think that would be great.
1: All right, so remaining free agents. That's what I wanted to look up. Okay. So I'm going to name some players off to you. Tell me if any of these guys excite you or where you think they'll go. So, okay.
0: so like a six to midnight ideal here.
1: Kelly Oubre Jr. So this is according to Slam Magazine. This is updated today, obviously, with Kawhi off the list. Uh, Kelly Oubre Jr. He is a restricted free agent for the Phoenix Suns. I see him returning back to Phoenix. I don't think there's really there's no other, any market out there for him. There's
0: got to be a team that signs him to a big deal, and I don't see the cap space out there for it.
1: Um, uh, Rondé Hollis Jefferson last played for the Brooklyn Nets. Uh, power forward, can't really shoot good defensively versatile guy. I think he'd be a good fit for the Pacers um, if you're looking for a defensive guy off the bench. Next up, complete opposite of Rondé Hollis Jefferson, Jabari Parker, who last played for the Washington Wizards. They declined his $20 million player option, and so he's going to take a significant pay cut, Um, another power forward, small forward option right there. Jabari Parker doesn't play any defense whatsoever, but he can on nights just go off on you.
0: Like that firework just works. Just
1: like that firework. And let's just talk about how bad, I believe it was, who was first picked that year. So, those top three picks. No, sorry, excuse me. That was the following year. So, we had Andrew Wiggins and Jabari Par- Parker back-to-back that one year in fourteen, right? Yeah,
0: was, yeah I thought Wiggins was supposed to be the heir apparent.
1: Yeah, and I saw there was a Bleacher Report article that came out in 2015. They predict him in 2020 to be the second best player in the NBA. Yeah. Uh, coming up next, Delon Wright for the Memphis Grizzlies, also restricted free agent. What do you think about him? Do you think he goes back to Memphis, or do you even care?
0: I don't think he goes back to Memphis. I think he goes somewhere else. Could be a fit somewhere. Um, uh, I actually think he could be a fit on a team like the Clippers. Actually, as a backup one. Go ahead.
1: Uh, Tyus Jones. I mean, we're getting to the crap of the crap here. Tyus Jones.
0: Yeah, he's uh.
1: I'm sure he's a Journeyman. free agent for the or excuse me the Timberwolves.
0: Journeyman, he could be okay. He's the low end, lowest of low. I would ever go as my backup to one. Sorry.
1: And then a few guys we've talked about here: Kenneth Fareed, Justin Holiday, Trey Lyles. All three of those guys, I would love to see in a Pacers uniform next year.
0: Yeah, I, Kenneth Fareed is probably my number one target. Trey Lyles is okay, but I don't know. And I, then they have got, Jamichael Green, get, 14th on this forward. list. Oh, me, likey do the cha-cha so
1: maybe he doesn't get as big of a contract as you think i really thought
0: he was going to get about an eight million dollar contract but
1: hey how about david and waba oh he's interesting they almost came to terms with him last year but he was disappointed with what his role would be so he decided to go to cleveland and suck ass for a year and look how it's paid off for him this year yeah so uh versatile wing player could be a good fit. Could be a good fit. Uh, out of all those free agents, though, that I see, I would probably put Jermichael Green number one.
0: Yes. Jamichael
1: Green number then one. Then I'd right. probably say Trey Lyles.
0: Ooh. He can shoot. I See, I would go Kenneth Freed over Trey Lyles, but that's cool.
1: Um, and then I'd probably go Justin Holliday, Kenneth Freed, And then here's another interesting one that I've seen a lot of Pacers fans throw out there, which... It's just interesting because the name, not so much the performance. Because you can only play him like 10 minutes a night. And that's Vince Carter.
0: I like that. I think he'd be an okay set. Everybody
1: thinks the Pacers need a veteran presence. He's going into his 50th season in the NBA. Yep. Uh, I believe he's going to be 42 next year. Playing on one of those respirators. Um, I mean, the guy's old as dirt. Um, I remember being in the second grade, first grade, whatever it was in his slam dunk contest competition. He had all those posters and now here we are like 20 years later and the guy is still breathing.
0: Yeah. He's i I'd love to see the Pacers bring him in. I think he'd be a a great fit. We need some leadership. Um, but I, I don't know. I mean, we've really kind of made this roster really young, which is what you got to do, but, uh, we definitely need an older guy. That's kind of why I've been going for a free type. I think, well, everybody else is going Lyles, Maybe I think they like the youth and, I think you got to have an older guy.
1: All right. So before we wrap this up, I got one more question for you. And we're just spitballing here because we're just having fun tonight. You know, nothing planned. Hawk's not here. This isn't even, we're not even going to give this an episode number. It's just a fun podcast. So we uh, sound like we're having fun. Even by the end of the day, I'm going to have my wife come over here and say hi to everybody before we close out. My question to you is we're going to do a free agency wrap up podcast here in a couple of weeks, at the end of July, just like we did last year. Last year, I will say, going back and listening to it, your predictions were terrible.
0: Dude, I didn't so, think Kawhi Leonard was going to play. I mean, so, Jesus Christ, that's the only thing I've screwed so, up. So, I'm pretty
1: sure you had the Lakers in the Conference Finals. No, I did not. Yeah, I swear. Go back and listen to it. No, You had Sorry. the Lakers in the Conference Finals.
0: I don't think it's right. But anyway... anyway. Here's my question
1: to you before we get there. I want a free preview. I want to give the listeners a free preview. I want you to tell me, based on what you've seen these first six days of free agency and the draft and everything, your NBA Finals matchup in 2020 right now, as it sits today, and it could change by the end of the month. It could change by October when we do the NBA preview. But I want to know today, what is it, July 6th? July 6th, I want to know... Who you think the NBA Finals matchup's going to be? Because it's all it's open this year.
0: Clippers Bucks.
1: You didn't even think about it.
0: Didn't have to. Why? Because Giannis is the best player in the East. It's not even close. There's no one on his stratosphere. Um, they they've surrounded him with shooters. They've got big guys that can shoot. Big guys to play defense. Uh, Philly has the bigger names, but they're going to have a lot of spacing issues unless they can. Maybe they'll get some shooting, but. You got Ben Simmons. Now you got two big guys clogging up the middle. Um, you lose JJ Redick, so I think Bucks is the easy call. And then I just think Kawhi Leonard. I mean Kawhi Leonard and Patrick Beverley, great one-two punch. Uh, notice I'm leading out Paul George there because uh, I mean I, I honestly don't even want to pick them to go to the finals because I think Paul George is a is an albatross. I don't think he's a team guy. How many um, more years until he requested trade somewhere else? Well, it's two. He's requested two trades in three years, so it's coming up. So, but I would say Clippers, Bucks, and then I would give the edge uh, to the Clippers today.
1: Speaking of, I, I want to bring up a tweet real quick. I said I was done, but I'm not done because we're just talking here. You got anywhere? Yeah. To, you got anywhere to be right now?
0: Uh, it's nine o'clock on Saturday, so just in front of my couch watching Netflix.
1: So I want to bring up this tweet. And it's going to take me a second to look it up. That's perfect. I as you seconds. can see, we have had nothing planned here today. And I don't even know how to say this guy's name, but his, he had a Jason McIntyre take. And you had a Jason McIntyre take here earlier today as well. What? Was Why don't you tell everybody while I'm looking this up what your Jason McIntyre take was?
0: I don't think it was Jason McIntyre take at all. I, I was a little bit concerned we weren't announcing the Brogdon deal. Uh, Russell Westbrook just said uh, – it just became uh, obviously uh, a reported news that Russell Westbrook was
1: looking – I'm going to stop you. Holy shit, this guy tweets so much. I've scrolled down like 18 pages. Okay, give me a All second, right, keep going.
0: Okay, that Russell Westbrook uh, was going to be available in a trade. We had announced Brogdon, and I was scared maybe the Bucks would go after a guy like Bro- – uh, maybe go after a guy like Russell Westbrook using that Brogdon contract as trade bait, and maybe the Thunder would give him more money. Obviously, that did not happen. Uh, so, I'm just thankful that we got Brockton. But basically, I think anything's on the table when a talent like Russ Westbrook uh, becomes available via trade in less than 12 hours. So, yeah, go ahead.
1: So, the guy's name is Josh Eberly. He's got a check mark. Blue check? He's got a blue check. Wow. He looks like he's from Canada. He has a Canada flag. He's cool. a freelance writer for Fansided cool. and NBA Canada. Yeah. Cool. His tweet says, I'm glad Oladipo worked out in Indy, mm-hmm. but Lordy, the immediate look at what Indiana got for Paul George versus what Oklahoma City got, dot, dot, dot. What? So what he's insinuating is that the Pacers should have got a lot more for Paul George. No,
0: absolutely not. We got an all-star and we got a guy that could
1: You got two lottery, former lottery picks. Right. So yeah. then the, I, my response to him was, and it's just a bullet point list here, Paul George was a rental player for the Oklahoma City Thunder. He hadn't secured a long-term deal yet. So they were trading for a one-year player not knowing if they could resign him. That takes the value down, right? 100%. Uh, Also, Paul George's agent, Aaron Mintz, he didn't leak any information to the media this time to say he was demanding a trade to the Los Angeles Clippers, did he not? Nope. Uh, The year before, Paul George, he had a great season with the Pacers, but was he a top three candidate in the MVP slash Defensive Player of the Year voting, as well as first-team All-NBA? No. And also, did the uh, Oklahoma City Thunder receive back in return for Paul George two former lottery picks who have panned out? They got Gil- yeah. Gilgis Alexander and Gal- Galinari's a role player. He's a role player.
0: Well, I mean, player for player. I mean, the Pacers... Absolutely. They got a shit ton of first round picks. Yeah, but when, I don't where know where gonna I don't at, know I don't where know. those
1: picks are going to be at, but my guess is they'll be in the did, 20s. Did he respond to you? No, he didn't. He didn't say anything. So, it's just it's just amazing to me how people on Twitter can just tweet out anything and not expect any like they don't put any thought into it. Like they don't put any thought into it. These guys have blue check marks.
0: I'm looking for this. Guy and now.
1: they don't put any thought into their tweets. They just tweet something out, and they're like, "Oh, I got a hundred likes. I'm good. I got a blue check mark." Like, no, dude, you are fucking idiot. Excuse my language. You are a fucking idiot. Like, put some thought into it. You like, can do it. Put some thought into it. And I'm sorry. I'm on my fourth drink right now, so I'm getting a little bit more talkative at this point. But like. Put some more thought onto your tweets. Don't just t- – and, and the guy tweets out like 18 things an hour. Like, God, don't tweet so much. No one gives a shit about you that much on Twitter. And, and it's not just him. It's a lot of different people out there.
0: I'm about to tw- tweet him from the, from the burner. And I'm being
1: recorded right now. That's
0: okay. Let's get it. So, you're flustered.
1: For those of you that don't know, Jake has a burner account. I'm not going to tell you what it is.
0: It might have the word burner in it.
1: <laughs> a lot of you probably aren't still listening at this point, so it doesn't matter. Like two of you will figure out he has a burner account. <laughs> um, I had another thought, but I don't remember. What... you
0: thinking, big guy. This is the most thoughts you've had in a long time.
1: Well, Hawk's not here to, you know, steal my thunder. You know, Hawk's always over here talking, and should we call Hawk right now?
0: No, he's, uh, he, I don't know if he has great service. Yeah, I doubt he does. Big Cat just tweeted, is that Ayer kid ever going to tweet again? We're all waiting.
1: That was what I was going to (laughs) bring up. Thank you. That's what I was going to bring up. Uh, How do you say his name? Arya Abraham. I don't know. He's a piece of shit. Um, Supposedly, he's an NBA insider. Uh, Really, he's just a Los Angeles Lakers fan. If you go back, people have posted pictures of him in Lakers gear. Uh, One of the funniest things he tweeted out was... A couple of weeks ago, he reported, and I put reported in quote marks, he said that uh, Kawhi Leonard was going to opt out of his player deal, or his player option. Uh, well, yeah, no shit. I could have told you that. When when did he sign that contract? 2015, whatever it was? Yes. I could have told you that in 2015, man. Put me as an NBA insider for Jesus, man. Like, put me as an NBA insider Like, people are so stupid. And then, like, it finally got tweeted out, and he's like, I had this five days ago. Well, shit, dude, I had it four years ago. Like, everybody knew that was going to happen, you know? Yeah, I know. Uh, And so, pretty much what this kid has said is that everyone's going to the Lakers, Kawhi's going to the Lakers, it's a done deal, Uh And then, obviously, the big thunderstorm last night. You knew something was up. If Kawhi was really dead set on the Lakers, he would have went to the Lakers. And I'm going to call you out here, Jake. You said you had a source that told you that Kawhi was going to the Lakers. So I want you to explain to me what happened while I'm shitting on Abraham. What about your source?
0: Okay, number one. You reported this three days ago. I did
1: not report it. I just told my
0: close friends. I had seen a couple things on Twitter. Uh, that I thought were interesting. So you don't have a real source? No, shocking. The 28-year-old piece of shit that's (laughs) podcasting at 9pm on a Saturday night doesn't have sources. Seen a couple things on Twitter that I thought were interesting. A couple likes. Seen a couple of uh, moves salary cap-wise. Different ways they were structuring contracts. I thought the Lakers were Bringing him in, I actually think the Lakers were trying to make a few trades actually, and uh, that's why I think everyone jumped the gun because the Lakers were putting themselves in a position uh, to accumulate contracts, and this dude uh, just uh, it didn't come through. So, and then like five minutes later, literally Stephen A. Smith said, "I'm here in Lakers." Did he not? And I'm thinking, "Oh shit, maybe I just called something."
1: Well, aren't you glad that I stopped you?
0: Yeah. I'm very glad. Thank you. But now everybody knows. All seven people that are listening know this.
1: One last question, unless we get off topic again. Who has had the worst offseason so far? Arya, and rank them, one through three. Arye Abraham, Chris Broussard, Jalen Rose.
0: Well, n- number one, Broussard. Because he's actually an NBA insider. And he's just been god-awful, terrible wrong about everything. He's a
1: LeBron fan. Oh, and yeah, he's yeah. going to sway anything towards LeBron. Like, like LeBron is paying him money under the table. Well, maybe... Okay, I'm not going to get that far into it, but something's going on between those two. And and in exchange for these services, Broussard is just, you know, he's in love with LeBron, and he's, he's talking all these good things about any team he's on. And... I don't know if he's trying to sway somebody's opinion, but it's just really freaking annoying. Oh,
0: yeah. It's annoying. It's terrible. Um, sorry, I'm tweeting at the Eberly guy <laughs> as we speak. Um, but, yeah, it's it's basically just one of those things where uh, Broussard – He's given credibility and he just swings and misses and he uses the source stuff all the time. It's just stupid. So he's definitely number one for me. Number two is the kid, Aria. I mean, he has no future. He he hasn't tweeted since. Like, he knows he's just a piece of And shit. he's lost
1: 6,000 followers yeah. in less than 24 hours. Yeah. So that's you big. Gotta,
0: you got to tap out. He's done. And then Jalen Rose, because Jalen Rose's source, I'm pretty sure, it was just Kendrick Perkins, who was also saying basically Raptors, Raptors, Raptors. So, uh, that's it. So that that'd be my rankings on that for sure.
1: All right, fair enough. I probably agree. Same stance. Just because Chris Broussard is really really annoying. All right. Well, that's all I got for you today on this episode special edition, special edition episode. Do you have anything else for us today?
0: Absolutely not. I just uh, I'm gonna try to get really I mean, going. A little. There's bit only
1: here. so much you can talk about a summer league game, and I'm not gonna be able to sleep tonight because I wasted two hours of my life watching that shitty performance. Uh, shout out to Steve Ganzi for putting up with that bullshit and uh, Aaron holiday for, you know, agreeing to play for the team when he's way too qualified. I mean, it's like, you know, it's like you put it in this situation. Aaron holiday right now has a master's degree and he's working at McDonald's. Yeah, that's what it is. And TJ, he's the the manager. TJ leaf is the guy who, uh, you know, he went one or two years to college which he really did in real life. And then like he was supposed he to be somehow car knew car he yeah. knew a guy at the yeah. place and so he didn't need to finish it. He just got hired on because of who he is. Kind of like
0: a used car salesman. And like, so
1: he yeah. didn't have to yes. participate. like that's just how it is. Yes. If you if you put this towards real life and T J Leaf, you suck. Um,
0: and Goga is the guy that got caught overseas on a long too long in the spring break and got his visa screwed <laughs> up.
1: I mean, we were so pissed about Goga. It made me forget about TJ Leaf and how much I dislike him. Uh, Go cause the future.
0: Yeah, Google is the future, obviously, and uh, I hope I have to eat my words, but he is goofy, and the only thing we have is YouTube videos. So
1: That's right. All right, that's going to wrap up this special edition episode of the Born Rated Pod podcast. Appreciate you guys listening. We'll be back here sometime soon, hopefully with more some more Pacers news and Eric Hawk next time. I uh, hope he's enjoying the lake life right now, but we will talk to you guys soon. Thanks for listening.